Hello and welcome to another episode of our Stacks series, A Note from the Author. I am Stephen, as always, and this is the series where I interview my favourite writers um, from letterbox.com, the, the website and app, um, as they talk about their writing, um, how they write, why they write, etc. Different and illuminating conversations with people that you will want to hear from. I'm really excited today for this person. I was, wasn't sure I was getting them on. Um, I was very, very excited that they said yes and were able to because it's someone's writing that I really, really admire both in time, in terms of like productivity and like ethic of just like getting it up repeatedly in detail, in depth, um, but also um, their dedication to exploring more underseen areas of cinema and like building up an expertise through that, which is something that I, I totally admire. Um, so without further ado, I introduce the fabulous Sakana or Sakana One as their um, letterbox username is. So the number one Sakana, hello, how are you? I'm doing well, Stephen. How are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good, thank you. Pretty, pretty good. So um, we're going to talk about you and your writings of film. So you write film reviews very regularly with like beautiful regularity <laughs> on Letterboxd. Um, so why is, I guess, the question. So why, why are you writing about film on Letterboxd? Why so regularly? I've always liked writing. It's always been sort of my preferred mode of like investigation and expression. I like um, investigation. Like, I was one of those weird kids in college who was so stoked when I finally got my schedule arranged so that I had to write four massive papers at the end of the term and not take any exams like I would much rather yeah, yeah, yeah. you know so, express stuff that way um so it was always something that I liked and at some I don't even know when ugh, probably I don't know eight or nine I mean I'm old so like eight or nine <laughs> years after I graduated from college I like blogging was just starting like commercial yeah. blogging networks um and I was writing for a crime blog that I don't remember the oh, name wow. of. <laughs> yeah yeah I know like, I, I don't I remember vaguely, crime boom, you know just like yeah just, I, generic I, crimes, <laughs> just covering yeah it was crime. like a long time yeah it was well before the true crime boom yeah um and I don't know somehow I went from there to applying to work for a film blog at sort of one of the I guess there were like two commercial blogging networks mm. at the time um and one of them had a film blog called cinematical um and i applied to work for that and i spent i got that job and so i spent i don't know how many years wow. many years writing there and i eventually became an editor and the the whole network was bought by aol and so it was sort of it was a it was a really useful experience in terms of both learning how to yeah write and write efficiently learning how to refine reviews learning how to make things work they aren't working you know like how to take another stab at stuff um and it's all it's like gone now but yeah. when I got there I don't know if you listened to you must remember this but Karina Longworth was an editor and a writer when I was there um okay. oh wow Eric Davis who is like I don't even know what he worked for like Fandango maybe he's like a big Twitter mainstream film mm. guy he was a, one of our writers for like a really long time. So it's sort of a, it was a platform that launched people yeah. who are pretty prominent in the field of film. Um, you know, I was somebody who was like, just sort of got a lot of practice there, I guess, yeah. like working yeah, yeah, out yeah, yeah. those muscles. Um, and I, when I left there, I sort of stopped writing about film and I and being there when I was working there one of the cool things about it is that we got to choose what we wanted to review oh that's so, I was going to ask about that that's very interesting what kind of things yeah, were you so, choosing then 
that's what like I never wanted to and I don't really remember why but I never wanted to review sort of the big mainstream stuff right mm. like everybody else wanted to do those and I was like that's cool I'm not going to like fight for those <laughs> so you know I I was living in New York at the time and so I got to go to you know all of the revivals that like I saw oh, Metropolis wow. when when the um like the new version of Metropolis came out. I got <laughs> the to go the to old a... new version before yeah, we find yeah, yeah. 25 like the, new versions every year. Exactly. Yeah. Um, like I got to go to a preview screening of that and write a review of that. So and cool. I saw, I, I would always focus on like foreign stuff because I wanted to learn more about yeah. it and because no one else wanted to go to those movies, you know? Um, so do, I, you, do you feel like, cause you talked about like the proliferation of certain people from that period. Do you feel like their push towards mainstream maybe like brought them like more of like a, a public eye and like helped with that? of the writers that wanted to cover the mainstream content. I think that's true. I mean, I think Eric for sure. And there's another guy named Scott Weinberg who I was just looking up oh. to see. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a, a name that I've heard. Yeah. Okay. He's a cinematical writer too. And he was like our big horror guy. And I think that's what nice. still what his thing is. Yeah. And so these are people who like, this is their career now, you know, yeah. whereas for me and some of, some of the other folks, it was like a thing that we did because we really liked it, but it wasn't, mm. And I don't know if others, for me, it was not something that I was like, I want to try and make this my career, you know, okay. like I like writing and I like movies. So it worked out really well for me. Um, but yeah, for them, it was a pla it was a launching point, I guess. You yeah, 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 definitely. Like, more like the career minded and going in there with an aim. So therefore, like, yes, yeah. I'll take these movies. Whereas yeah, again, exactly. a, a, a chance to see like amazing revivals of like a classic or underseen cinema that sounds that sounds fascinating it's great that i feel like that's something that you've carried on though i feel that i mean i hate to, to pigeonhole you so early um it's not like like you, you're the professor really interesting it's not like you're seeing the movies that nobody has seen because there are some people out there just like reviewing god knows what um but you have this like nice kind of like middle ground of like often very area focused if i'm exploring this thing so you're doing like the, the woman director series for example that's that that's really interesting or just mm -hmm. like a, this kind of like like jallo for a while etc etc but I like that you just go beyond the obvious. So like most people, myself included, very much so being like, I'll watch the five notable ones and I'm going to move on. Um, is that a thing that drives you then of the, the progressing beyond the canon and progressing beyond the obvious? I mean, maybe it's like slightly contrary, you know, mm. like not wanting to do like only the big thing that everybody else is doing. But yeah. also I, I, I am sort of inclined toward depth. Yeah. Um, like I was a teacher for a really long time. And as a teacher, I like researched obsessively because I wanted to understand like the complete context for everything I was doing, which is impossible, right? But yeah, I wanted yeah, to know yeah, like yeah. everything. No, no, yeah, no. <laughs> so like, if anyone has a question, I want to be able to answer any mm. question. Um, and I do think my approach to particularly when I have like like you mentioned like pro projects when I like watched 250 spaghetti westerns or whatever yep. <laughs> yes and the, yes, this indeed. eastern block project I just finished yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. um it's it I think I think it's akin to that you know I mean it's a form of research it's a, it's a form of um the further you go the deeper you go the more you understand um the region or the time or the genre and for me like that's just really fun. And I don't think I'm opposed to seeing the big ones, but but as, I, as I'm sure you know, and as anyone who sort of spends time watching movies, whether they're all from a particular nation or from a particular genre, you know, you just start to get a better sense of what's going on there. And I think that's really fun.
I think like a, a great thing about your reviews is you, you do see that kind of like growing and like reflexive expertise of you, you do write formally, but there can be like a conversation element to you like referring to your like positionality or referring to your like previous experience, which is really humanizing and really nice. But that sense of like a spiraling kind of like growth of knowledge over time, it like it makes like, like your, your late reviews in a series feel on a platform like Letterboxd, we're going to find out more. They feel like kind of like not historically valuable, but you know what I'm saying. In that sense, like this yeah. is a a notable thing. And um, which actually to go back to to your reviewing specifically, um, which is interesting, like you said that research thing. They do feel quite researched. It it, does, it very much feels like you have read around what you can around a film, thought around it, and linked it in. Um, is that part of your process, or is that just like a ephemeral knowledge that you just happen to have? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, in my brain, there's just all of the things. I mean, some um, people are like that. Some people are just like that. I am rah, absolutely rah, rah. not like that. Yeah, no, yeah. Same, but like, some, they're, they're, you know, they're freaks out there. They just did all kinds of stuff. Um, um, I think typically, you know, that is, as I sort of suggested, that's like my... Uh, my security blanket okay. is research. Um, and that's interesting, especially if I am, you know, watching a film from a country that I don't know that well, or from a director mm -hmm. I don't know that well, or from a genre I don't know that well. Um, it makes me feel more comfortable writing about it if I have done enough to have some understanding of the context. Um, Does that come from a responsibility point of view then, that you feel like there is a responsibility to, to add something or to bring something or to assert legitimacy? Maybe. I, I, I think, and th this could be wrong, but, but mm. my, my inclination is that the sense of responsibility that I feel is to the material. Interesting. Um, rather than to someone who might read it yeah because i was going to ask if that's to yourself or it's to the reader and i, I like that like reframing of like because i because i think sometimes for me it's just like i just of living with myself a bit after has been like no i want to know that i've explained this so i got it down because for a lot of me writing is very much offloading in that sense be like no i got that down mm -hmm. made sense i can move on but i haven't really thought about it in the sense of like your ongoing relationship with the text it's fascinating I think the idea of sort of like offloading feelings and reactions mm. is like a really powerful one. Yeah. Um, and I, I like how you articulate that as well. I think, I, I think those are really different things. Yeah. And, and, and my, my default mode is, is very analytical. Mm. Um, and it, like, I used to do a lot of DEI work and our, at, at where I worked at my school, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And the director and I would always have conversations and he would, we would sort of laugh about the fact that like engaging with the stuff emotionally was really hard for me. And I would yes. much rather read like a thousand books. Um, and so I think that comes across very much in my approach to reviewing, you know, that analytical approach, the yeah. desire to um, have it sort of like orderly and um, rooted in like, I said, I been saying context a lot but rooted in context yeah yeah, yeah. No, but I, think, history, I, I, you know? I mean context is key i mean legitimacy to do it to everything i think like this idea of like bringing in context and wide understandings of context i mean it's it's it, i mean there is a thoroughness to your reviews i really enjoy and i also but i think it is mixed with an economy i think like the persistency of your reviewing really interests me because like you you set yourself a, a, a target and, and, and you do it and you write them with regularity and they're long but they're not like wildly long there is still a concision there like it, it is a wonderful thing which i've not mastered of the sense of being like in depth but also impressively succinct um i appreciate you saying that i think sometimes i um 
succinctness is something for which I strive and that I don't think that I I've just given up um, at this point I've just been like (laughs) (laughs) that's freeing though right you're like yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right 12 paragraphs about this random movie that no one cares about (laughs) who's gonna read this that'll scroll it's fine um I am getting I mean we all you know if there's something that you do a lot you're constantly refining it I think you know it's not like you get to the point where you're done getting better at it um and I think something that that is a part of my refining over the last couple of years, I think, is getting a little bit better at proofreading something and being like, you know what, this paragraph can go. Um, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which is always hard because, yeah. as you said, it's like it's like your feelings and your thoughts, and it's like you know your little um, child, you know, mm. your, your, that you've created, and so just dumping part of it, and being like that does not need to be here, or this isn't good enough, or whatever. Um, but I, you know, that's, that's something that I feel like I'm getting better at. Um, Is what's that for then? Is that, is that for you? Is that for the film? I think that that's interesting. That's an interesting question. I think the responsibility I feel to the film is about content and doing it justice in terms of not presenting it in a way that is uh, superficial Mm. or, sort of feigning a knowledge that I don't have. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and but when it comes to like editing and technical stuff, like I want to continue to get better at that. Yeah. And, you know, I think that that is me being critical of myself in a positive in, yeah. in what I think is a positive way. You know, like this can be better, this can be better. And have you found that to be like a I don't know if you found that to be like burdensome, if you found that to be like uplifting, is that like a thing that like brings negativity or is that a thing that ultimately brings more positivity? I don't think it brings negativity. You mean in terms of like being really hard on myself about yeah, it? Yeah, the sense of being like, I am I must get better, I'm getting better. Um, I think, I feel like a lot of it sort of depends on my mood. You know, yeah. if I'm like, if you're if if I'm having a bad day, I assume this is not only to, exclusive to me, you know. Uh, no, but, but if you're having bad a bad day, um, <laughs> and like if you if I'm having a bad day, often like nothing I'm writing is very good. Like or okay. I I don't see this very good. I'm like oh god, this sucks. Um, but for the most part, I think it's a positive thing to you know trim off something that I decided yeah. wasn't as good, or to like free myself to approach a review from a different angle which i've been trying to do more lately, what do you mean you know, by like, that uh what approach it from a different angle? yeah so so what exactly you're referring to there what, what would you say so you say you did more recently so what what new angle were you trying to approach from i have been trying to well not trying i've been doing it with yeah. varying degrees of success i think um to not do my typical research and analysis um and to try and you know tap in more to emotions to the way a movie feels um which is very very challenging for me but i also think it's like sort of freeing to sort of you know push myself to try something else what's the inspiration behind that is that reading the work of others is that just a sense something that you want to do or um i think it's definitely reading the work of others and sort of recognizing that there are there's many ways to do this and Mm -hmm. that it's really cool to see you know i'm sure you see the same thing like there's amazing stuff that goes by on Mm. letterbox like on the daily you know like 
like incredible too much. Like, it, it's it, like yes. that I cannot keep up um, and I'm amazed yeah, by yeah, those yeah. that do I've tried keeping up and it was just like <laughs> like this like, personally yeah. destructive and like now I'm just yes. only doing this um yeah exactly um and it it can be in addition to exhausting it can mm. also be really inspiring yeah. Um, yeah 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 definitely and it's also something that I've that I've realized like if there's a movie that I don't really love and that leaves me th- that like and I'm not, I don't know that I'm going to be able to come up with any examples, but yeah, a movie that like is really, really well seen, like well-received and positively yeah. viewed. And I'm like, eh, like I didn't have that reaction to it. Like, and, and, and it, I think I, I feel my analytical brain goes excessively negative yeah. because I'm like explaining to myself all the reasons that I don't feel the way everybody else feels. Uh, I feel like I do that. I've already thought that I do that, but you articulating that, I'm like, yes, that is definitely a thing that I do. <laughs> I'm glad it's um, not only me. Yeah. Um, but something that I'm like, movies like that, I've started to try to approach in this different way. Okay. And it's like, okay, what do I respond to in this movie? Can I talk about that? Can I talk about that like emotional angle? Or can I talk about that particular... Um, character interaction or something um I think I did that with an Antonioni movie recently that I felt pretty good about um okay and like to me that is sort of a discovery that it's like a like I don't have to like explain why I didn't like the thing that much I can just talk about like I can respond to it in a way that is that's really interesting like that links back to what you're saying earlier about like respond to the text I, I like the idea of like a con- continued conversation with i feel like yeah yeah what you're speaking about about film is more like treating it as object that this is an ongoing relationship with the film more than it is i watched it here's a review three out of five don't watch it um that's a cool way of putting it the idea of like an ongoing relationship hmm. um let's let's track back a bit because we in in your history at the beginning you said that, that you stopped so you were writing semi-commercially um and in this kind of like opening blogosphere, an interesting time for sure. And very much a thing without that has like burst. And now like, I mean, as brilliant as Letterboxd is, that parity of voice means that it's just a whole bunch of people throwing out all kinds of things and it does get overwhelming and, and it's easy to lose sight of great writing out there. So what brought you back to writing then? And why did Letterboxd become a home for your regular writings? So, I mean, maybe you're writing elsewhere as well. I don't know. Um, but it, it seems like this is very much your home for film criticism at the time. Um, I think I was actually thinking about this, um, when you sent me the questions and I, and I think, like, I think I took, I took, I was a history major in college, but I took a ton of film classes. Um, you know, it's something that I've always, that's always been important to me. Um, but as like something that continues now, as we sort of talked about, like, I sort of stopped going to see movies. I never Mm. saw any new movies and I like would watch like I would rent movies sometimes but I just sort of didn't I wasn't even watching movies that much um but I think when the pandemic started um and I was um you know I was working remotely like everybody else I was teaching from my freaking office at home yeah literally (laughs) (laughs) um and it was like again what I'm saying is what everybody experienced, I would think, or what many people yeah. experienced, you know, it's like so exhausting and so mm-hmm. stressful and like, you're just trapped. And I think I, I started watching movies again, basically to distract myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I very much did the same, very much did the same. Um, and that, like that brought me back to movie watching and I sort of discovered Letterboxd that way. And I was just using it to, you know, occasionally read reviews of stuff yeah. um, and just more to like log things that I was watching and gradually 
you know, I started writing little reviews and then I started writing longer reviews yeah. and that's sort of, here we are. Right. Interesting. Um, this new angle thing then, to, to jump to the present of approaching from a new angle, um, what interests me, so I mean, my relationship with my own writing is very much just like, I am constantly scared of being formulaic, like constantly scared of being like, am I just writing the same kind of thing? And I, and I fear that I'm just using the same phrases and phrases again. Do you do you write in a way or in a formula? Are you scared of that? Do you try and avoid that? Or do you try to conform to that? I definitely don't try to conform to it. Um, but I am who I am. Mm. You know, I have the experiences I, I have. I have the identity I have. And those things are unavoidably going to influence my yeah. my views and um, my writing. And I, and I don't think that that's something... And I, and I don't think you're saying you try to do this, but I, you know, that's not something that I like want to get away from. And so mm -hmm. if there is some, you know, I, I, I watch things through the eyes of a cis woman and, yeah. you know, that comes up in the stuff that I write mm -hmm. pretty regularly. And that's just cause that's what, that's how I'm interacting with the movie, you know? Um, but in terms of like style and approach, I don't have a formula and I, mm. and I think that this, that I, that I approach each movie like on its own terms when I'm writing about it. I don't yeah. know if that's actually true. You know, like people outside of me who read it might be like, oh yeah, like, are you kidding? You have this exact formula that you always go through. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Mm. And I, like, when I go back, I actually try not to read older stuff because ask, of, like, you know, all, all you see is, like, bad things. Like, I always yeah. end up going back and just, like, editing. Not editing for, like, content, really, but, like, oh, my God, that's a terrible typo. Or, you know, yeah. you repeated that phrase three times in a paragraph. You need to go fix that. Um, but I, and so I, like, I think about stuff like that, but that's more, that's more technical, I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, you know, certainly. That, yeah. So I don't know if that, that, I just talked a lot in circles. I don't know if that answers your question. No, I think I, it definitely does. I mean, it's that, that idea of being like, there was not wanting to write the same, but being aware of the ways in which you will always write the same. I think, I think makes a lot of sense of like, you will only write for yourself. That's, that's, that, that's great. And um, when it comes to, so your routine seems very, very set. Um, so, and you plan out these challenges, obviously. Um, so when it comes to you watching and writing, is it very much a, you watch film and you write about it or is there like a planned out schedule of you watch a film you do a bit of like thought about it and you write about it is there a gap or is it spontaneous there's not a planned out schedule mm. um i think that that would make it like i'm very Glorious. much a planner as i told you um yeah like like i think if there was a schedule it would yeah like the point of this for me is enjoyment. And I think yeah, if there was okay. a schedule, it would become And is, and is that working, dare I ask? Is, is, like, is that paying off? <laughs> um, it, yeah. Is it enjoyable? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it definitely is. I, I, I think I, I try, I know, like there's a bunch of stuff when, in the questions you sent, there's a lot of stuff about like writing for an audience and, yeah. you know, responsibility and that kind of stuff. And, and something I used to, I hope this is all going to connect. I used to use Tumblr a lot. Um, okay. And there's a script that you can add, like a script add-on for Tumblr that blocks your follower count. And oh. I wish that Letterboxd had that because I, like, it's really important to me. Other people, 
I'm sure feel differently, but it's really important to me that I try and as like authentically as possible, write for myself. Yeah. So okay. when I am sitting down to write a review, I am, you know, writing about like, I'm, as you said, I'm sort of expressing my feelings or my interests, or I am reading about something and, and describing what I've discovered. Um, and to me, that works best sort of right after I've watched the thing okay, um, yeah. while it's still in my, like, I, I'm never, I never have more than like two movies to write about at once. And that only happens yeah. if like I watch one before I go to bed and then I watch one early in the morning and then yeah. I got to write about, you know, then I have two, but I, if they, I, I, it amazes me that people have, you know, will sit down and write, write about, write like a three week backlog. Like I, yeah, no, I, I'm the same. I've got friends who like have like spreadsheets out there. I'm yeah. like, there was oh a movie God. that I didn't write a review for recently. And now I'm like, I'm never going to write a review for something now. Like, this, like I was just like, no, I'll get to this. I'll get to this. And I just haven't. Yeah. I just, I don't know what I'd write about it now. Genuinely. I, yeah. no idea. I remember like when I worked at Cinematical and we would cover festivals and like I, mm. I went to Toronto one year and I, you know, there was one day when I watched like seven films and I wrote like four reviews that day, like in between yeah. movies, but like looking back, I don't know how I did that. Mm. Like, I don't know how it just didn't become soup in my head. Um, Cause now it certainly would, yeah. um, so I, you know, I try I try and make it as sort of, I was going to say spontaneous. I don't know yeah. if that's right, but. Legitimate, authentic. Yeah, I think I think authentic is more, to me, the or relative immediacy yeah, helps like that. with that, I think. Does, I mean, I, alluding to what you said then about like the, the covering up kind of like um, follow accounts though, does that become like a circular reasoning though of you trying not to think about the audience there becomes its own way of the audience impacting on your thinking because like that's that's a choice that you are making to to try and ignore so is that another way weirdly of your writing being influenced i think it's i think that's a good question and i think i i do think um and you can tell me what you think i, th I think it's unavoidable mm, definitely i think so because of like you know whether there's six people reading your stuff or 20,000, there are eyes on it and there yeah. are people reacting. Um, and I, and I think it's impossible not to be aware of that. Especially when um, you're someone that I see, like there is like a degree of like regularity of, so I can always see certain people, myself including that like go back, like I look for like, who's like this, who's commenting. And it's like a, a familiar group. There is like this yeah, yeah, of, yeah. Like, of, of like followership. So that must come with a degree of like, I know this person's going to read it and I'm, through parasocial relationships you kind of know the kinds of things they react to so sure that's gonna be a thought somewhere of like Stephen's gonna read this review I know that Stephen like this review yeah. this about this that's that's gotta be there somewhere it it definitely is and it's interesting that you that you approach it that way because I think for me that's a much more positive presence in my head than okay. like a, than like a number you know what I mean yeah like, hey, I know Steven's going to read this. I know Jordan's going to read this. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm excited to, I mean, like, I hope, like, I know they'll be supportive because they're cool people. Um, and I hope they like what they read. And hey, if they got something to say about it, awesome. You know what I mean? Like, like for me, that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. an excited awareness. As I think I'm just more paranoid to... than you, I guess. I think I'm just more like neurotic and self-obsessed. But yeah, no, that is, <laughs> that, is that is a much better way of putting that. Um... <laughs> I mean, it, like, maybe that's just how, what I've, um, condition myself to think mm. so I don't completely freak out about it you yeah. know like just framing it internally in a positive way as opposed to like a terrifying way I do like that um 
do you get writer's block? Are you someone that just like, I just cannot get through this right now. I just cannot write. I think that, and it might be from working at Cinematical, yeah. you know, because I had to write 10 articles yeah. a day and I had a certain number of reviews I had to do every week. And like, you couldn't not, you, you yeah. could not do it. And so I think that um, I'm pretty good at just writing um, at least for stuff that's this long, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, real yeah. different if, if you're writing like a, yeah, like a dissertation or something. Um, and I also think that that's where like learning to have the discipline of just chopping stuff off, which I'm still trying yeah. to do is useful because if you have writer's block or you're struggling, you can still write something Yeah, definitely. and like, just get the juices flowing. And then you're like, oh, you know what? These first five paragraphs, like don't but, yeah, like when I teach writing, because I always, which which I do, and it's always that thing of being like the light and start. I was like, just start. Like you, you can always go back and change. Like it's better. Like the blank page is the worst thing. Just start writing. Yeah, you know you've got some thoughts. Like of course you do. As long as you've got like a sketch of like what you're getting to, be it actually down or in your head, just start going. You can always go back. Like you know, editing exists. You can <laughs> yeah. iteration. And, Fine. And I and I can totally see how having a having like a teacher. Like I mean, as someone who has had this had similar conversations like having a teacher tell you just start is like shut yep. up yeah i know <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's not helping but there's a lot to be said for like you know there's a reason that you say that because once you just get something down yeah it really makes it a lot easier as someone that used to ostensibly write for others at the behest of others mm. and now someone that writes for themselves is that freeing is that different did one help the other does one make the other feel better i'd say it's a really good question. Um, I don't remember the feeling of that other writing, yeah. you know, like how I felt about it emotionally mm. because it was so long ago. Is it because but it wasn't am, emotional perhaps? Is it because it was just more transactional? You know, there's actually a couple, like I remember writing reviews for the Pusher trilogy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, cool. <laughs> and for like an Argentine... Maybe the guy who directed 28 Grams, did he die? I don't think so. I mean, not, not, not <laughs> that I know of. I mean, I'm going to have to think about there. Like, I remember the Pusher trilogy. And I remember, like, I think an Argentine film that I obviously I don't remember what it was called, but like, I remember feeling really strongly about those. And I remember like being proud of writing about those because I thought I conveyed the emotions of it. But beyond like those, you know, three or four reviews, I don't remember yeah. how any of that felt. Um, and, but I do think absolutely spending, like working there, writing that stuff at the behest of somebody, because I did, if I didn't do it, I wasn't going to get paid. Like yeah, that, that was just like building up useful muscles, you know, like useful writing muscles, useful thinking muscles, useful analytical muscles, I think. Does it now feel liberating that you can just like write about what you want in the way that you want? No, because as I said, like I, I could do that then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, true, 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 true. You know, it would be different if I was getting sent out to, to like, you know, watch and review the next Marvel movie like every weekend or whatever. And now I don't have to do that. Me? Are you coming for me? What is this? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, <laughs> but now, I mean, but like what I'm doing now is similar to what I was doing then in terms of watching like niche stuff or stuff mm. that nobody else is what like hardly anybody else cares about, but I still yeah. get to go to a screening or get a screener of it and get to write about it. It's oh, awesome. I mean, I mean, I just to, to refer back to the film. I, you know, I've I've actually only seen the prequel, Twenty One Grams. So I didn't realize that there was there was so many more of them. Um, so I'm sure that <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I don't even 
even know what I'm like. I have no idea why that came into my head. But now, uh, when when we get done, I'm going to spend like hours trying to figure out what that movie was. <laughs> I will figure it out. Let's see. So you've written some reviews, um, so many great reviews. So what particularly stands out as reviews you are proud of, fond of, or maybe even like a style of review? There may not be one, maybe not even two. I don't know. Yeah, that's a hard question. I I was thinking about too it. Too good. That's what you're saying. There was just so that's, much great. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> um yeah that's definitely not it uh <laughs> i think one review that comes to mind when you ask that question is my review of shane um just because i think that's one of the most personal reviews i've ever written and it's one that i get the impression that a lot of people connect to even though mm-hmm. you know it's it's like it's about the movie but it's about me and it's about my experience of the movie and like it's so fascinating because like everyone that i've spoken to has like had that very and if i was asked myself is that similar one i've been like i'm i'm similar to you in that regard if i don't i don't always write very fast stuff and occasionally i do and those are the ones that that, that always stand out to me but then it's that reminder of that i've got to be like the i can't naturally force it it's got to be the film that evokes that yeah i cannot force yes. myself to write that way it's just exactly, rarely a film comes yeah. across. I'm like, I had like, so recently, like one hates to say the name. So Shit House, which I watched relatively recently, um, got a strangely personal review. But this goddamn new Thor movie that came out, um, which I wrote so many words about and was strangely very, very personal because it, it, it touched on things about, about COVID and how COVID like has hit my household over time and thoughts about that. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's strange the films that, that force that. Um, and I don't and naturally it- go into that mode. It's it's a really that seemed like it, that's a really good point. It's an important thing to realize that like at least someone who writes like like you do and like I think I do, you know, you don't know what's going to come out really, yep. and it's a, it's sort of a surprise when like the Thor movie does that to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's it it really does seem like especially when if you're someone who doesn't write that way typically, it seems like it's something that's that's striking and that people yeah. notice is like yeah, unusual so. and special. Um, that's the only. I mean, and I that that review in particular and there's other something i was also thinking about like i think when i've movies that are really important to me yeah um that i have written multiple reviews for that like nobody cares about those reviews except for me like i like i really love those reviews because they're just Mm. like my little personal love letters to those yeah movies, and it's know? proof that you, that you are doing it as a, like an agnostic process this is not just like a for people yeah. out there to read that like this, this was worth doing because it was worth doing right yeah and if i've written like a bunch of reviews about like pit stop and how much i love it and like you know how, like how it makes me feel like as you say like that's stuff that i'm writing like really yeah. really for me and that i i like i like that those exist mm. um and more broadly i i am like I'm really pleased with some of the stuff that I wrote for this Soviet Spring, this Eastern Bloc yeah. thing that I did, just because there's that was such an awesome experience for me because I discovered so many incredible movies. Yeah. And I mean, I, I adore Soviet cinema, and I've only like really scratched the surface. Um, yeah, and like not just Soviet, but like Hungarian, and like like mm. f- really cool female film, female directors and actors, and I really am proud that I was able to write reviews of some movies that i really loved that um got other people interested in them yeah yeah that's always um, great like that's that's exciting um and i guess and same thing with the i guess some of the spaghetti western ones but that's so long ago i don't really remember that well but yeah, it's yeah. a similar thing you know when when there's something you get really invested in you really like it it is exciting to have people 
you know, as you say, like familiar names, people mm-hmm. that are your, your internet friends be like, oh, this sounds yeah. awesome. I'm going to go yeah, watch yeah, this yeah. now. Like, that's I, really cool. I, yeah, I just like, obviously struggle is the, is the wrong word here. It's very hyperbolic. So use, I'm using it advisedly, but I struggle that sometimes of the sense of, I know um, a type of reviews I write that always gets like feedback as in like, it, it's like, it's very evident. And that's my like extended, like, I'm being very negative takedowns. And there comes points I'm just like, ah, oh, it's a shame. Because I what I want to be doing is that person that's like taking the thing that isn't either is underappreciated, is not appreciated and should be, or enough people haven't seen and being like, and trying to rise things up. I like to be the person that rides things up. And I feel like the most traction I get is when I'm just like, because I know I, I like a skill that I know that I have is I know I'm I can be good at like wittily insulting something. It's just a thing that I can just do. Um and uh-huh. just, that like person <laughs> like, ah, I can do more than that though. <laughs> I'm sure growing up that was super fun. Yeah, I mean yes, <laughs> but then it's also been like I don't know, it feels like yeah, but like what's the alternative to just not write those even though you yeah. have those feelings, you know, if it if you watch the movie, you don't know that's yeah. gonna happen. You know, you watch and you're like, well this is terrible. True, 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 true. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, I watched a goddamn Lars von Trier movie this week in the hope that maybe I'd like it this time. And no, obviously not. No, there's, obviously not. there's a time you just got to cut your losses. I feel like. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I'm more susceptible to, to I don't know, the notable than you are of that sense of. I know I, 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 I have a lot of wider conversations about film. And I just like to be that person that's when a film comes up goes, yes, I have seen it. This is what I think about it. I like, mm-hmm. I really value those conversations. And I know that I'm so breaking the waves of the film I watched. That is, it comes to the point where it logs in my head that this will be mentioned so many times and I've not been able to contribute that I at least want to be in the room. I at least yeah. want to have that thing of being like, someone will say, have you seen Breaking the Waves? And they will devalue my perspective because I have not seen it. And weirdly, I insecurely care about that. <laughs> so Yeah, <laughs> that's so, like, I wonder... I wonder if that's like a generational thing or like an age thing or mm. or if I'm just like if we're just like super different people like I know that movie is not for me and like I'm not gonna watch it like I don't care yeah. how many people think I'm stupid because I haven't it's seen it you know I what I mean I, I, I don't get I mean, people can think I'm stupid whatever I don't really mind it's, it, it's more <laughs> just like I I like to be in the conversation because I like having a conversation around film um and I get a lot out of working out why I don't like something yeah and I got a lot out of it because I I am I, I really hate Lars von Trier. I hate his films. But what I have really enjoyed as a process is working out why I do. And I've really kind of like gleaned this thing that he does and being able to articulate that on the internet work because I yeah. like have this ongoing thesis with his films of being like that he just, it's, it's, it's misogyny masquerading behind female empowerment of he makes these movies about women who yeah. he just infantilizes. So he infantilizes and paints this kind of like holy-than-thou portrait and their suffering matters because they're holy. And actually, I, I watched a film today that I actually really quite liked um, happening, but I had a similar like complaint with of being like, people feel the need to deify a character for their suffering to matter. And my point was like, uh-huh. oh no, no, no suffering matters because it matters. Tragedy yeah. matters because it's tragic. Um, and so being able to articulate that, because I feel that watching, I mean, watching the movies of no worth, but the wider understanding of how I think about the world and how I understand issues beyond myself, I think is very, very worthwhile. And therefore I feel like I'm, I'm more approaching it as, a, as an art object, as a conversation with the world that I am just like, a, yeah, oh, I've seen this film, tick it off. I don't like, I'm not, I'm not box ticking to an extent. I there's a bit of it, um, but. No, that's, that's really, that's really admirable. Um, and like, I, I appreciate, I appreciate not only that you're doing that, but also that you are able to articulate so well, like what comes out of it for you? Mm. Um, as opposed to just being like, God, this sucks. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, and, and I think your thesis is a really interesting one and it, 
confirms to me that I never want to watch his movies. Yeah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, I mean, and, and that certainly, I would assume whether or not people want to hear it, I would imagine that if people are actually interested, your experience with those movies and putting yourself through it makes you a really valuable, makes your voice a really valuable one in those so. conversations you're talking about. Yeah, because there are very occasionally, there are views that, I mean, I've made this about myself, I really apologize. Um, there are very occasionally like things where like I go to post and I'm like, do I want to do this? Because I know what the community thinks about this film and I know I'm not mm. aligning with it. Now, occasionally that gets vindicated. There are two reviews that I get a lot of like negative feedback for. Um, one of which has positive feedback from you on. So thank you very, very much. Um, as mentioned before, a lot of people like to go to my Let the Right One In review and legitimately just write, you're an idiot. And this is the worst yeah. review on Letterboxd. <laughs> and I'm like, mate, I have like 12 worse reviews, but never mind. Um, and my- um, You mentioned that on one of the yeah, other- one of these podcasts that yeah. I listened to. And I remember I like immediately was like, what is wrong with that? Like, that's a great review. I, I, I'm really proud of it, um, but whatever. The, the other one is Listen to Chabla, the, um, the French movie, which I just despised. Mm. That I had to turn comments off on that review. Oh I, to, I had to turn it to friends only because people were like, stop making it about this. I'm like, I'm not making like that's the film. That's the film. <laughs> and I can make it about what I want because I watched it. And this is my review of it. Um, oh my God. That's a, I do, I have not had, I've not done it much, but I do really like being able to adjust comments that way because mm. like the whole, I don't, there's like, there's a cartoon. What is it? X, XCD. I'm, I'm sounding like an idiot right now. You know what I'm talking about? No. There's like a, <laughs> there's like a, I don't know. It's like, a, it's a, it's a comic if people are listening to this, if this stays in, they're going to be like, you are such a moron. Um, but there's there's a like two frame comic yeah. that is guys saying, or the woman is like, hey, are you going to come to bed? And this oh, dude's yeah, sitting yeah, yeah, at the yeah, computer. Yeah. And he's like, just a minute, somebody's wrong on the internet. Yes, okay, and, like, and that that attitude is so prevalent um, everywhere, but it comes up in exactly the responses that you're describing, you know, mm. like, well, I'm going to yell at this person and tell them how wrong they are and why the way they're thinking is incorrect. Yeah. And you're like, I don't, you don't have to like, like you, there are other things that you can do with your time and your energy than read those <laughs> reviews, you know? Yeah. I mean, but then, I mean, why I was leaving this in is I know like a review that I was worried about posting is like, um, my, the dark Knight review, which I rewatched mm. a while ago as a film that I knew I didn't really like that much, but because it gets this like monolithic status, I want to know why I'm not liking it and why everyone else is liking yeah. it. And that becomes really fascinating to me. And that's a piece where I'm like, no, I feel like I properly explained. And I get a lot of good feedback on the people who are like, I like this film, but that's a good point. That, that's what yeah. I search for. That's what I always strive for. If I'm being contrarian, which I can be, not purposely, that sense of being like, I don't necessarily agree with this, but I know why you're saying it and you make it make sense. Yeah, yeah. That, that's my aim. Yeah, and I, I think that that's all one can ask. That's all you can ask of yourself. Yeah. And it's and I like I said earlier, like I really I really do admire your your sort of commitment to wrestling with things that you don't like, you yeah. know, and figuring out why that is and being able to explain clearly what the issues are. That's that's like really that's not something that everybody is willing to do or is interested in doing. Yeah. Um. So, is there another review of yours that stands out? We've got the personal one. We've got the lesser known, the the little ones that you know are gems that no one's coming yeah. for, but you know they're great because they're there. I always have my double indemnity review pinned to my profile, hmm. but again, that's because that's a for me yeah. popular version of the reviews that I was talking about earlier. It's a movie oh, that's okay. real precious to me, and yeah. 
And I think that review really effectively articulates why I love it so much. And it just happens to be one of those little reviews that other people, that a lot of people like liked and, and respond to. But that's because it's a movie that a lot of people see. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. Whereas nobody watches Pit Stop except for me. Like, I mean, I haven't watched Pit Stop, I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. I'm, 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 obviously I should. I'm sure I've said that before. Uh, well, I, it's a movie that people either really love or like, why do people like this movie? I love that. I, I'm, I'm searching for that. Like, I again, it always goes back to, because people often, I'm sure you get the same, are recommending that I watch certain things. Mm. And often I'm like, I didn't like it. And they're like, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm so glad to have watched it though. I like yeah. that I don't like it. I like that I've had an experience that I can then articulate. Like there's, there's so much value in, to me in in not liking something. Um, yeah. And, and I thought. do think when I see Pit Stop, um, I Married a Witch. That's another one for me. Like those two, I love when people, when other people watch them and review them, whether they like them or not, it yeah. is so, it's so much fun to like see someone else's thoughts on something that you mm. know so well, you know, if they love it, that's amazing. But if they don't, you know, like if you watch Pissed Up and you hate it, I know reading your review is going to be enlightening to me and that mm. I'm going to come out of it being like, oh, I completely understand, you know, yeah. what his perspective was and why he responded to it the way he did. Like, that's so cool. So, um to to pass the baton on then so yeah, yeah. um which you've, you've alluded to a couple of people already um the personal writers and you've mentioned a couple of people by name as well so um what do you admire in general of reviewers and are there any reviewers that you specifically admire that you could talk about and um spotlight um yes and yes yeah uh there's i like i i admire people who stylistically write completely different than me. And it's mm. not just writing. I think it's thinking. Yeah. Um, I, oh, that's nice. I like that character. Like, I, Jack is not really around that much. Um, but he and his writing and is his this view... Jack Dunnell, which, which Jack is this? Yes. Yes, I, yes. I presumed, as, as soon as you said, like, evocative, stylistic, and not yeah. around that much, I was like, oh, yeah. I, 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 he was part of a Friends Fest thing I did, and I, like, referred to him as, like, a like, letterbox rock star. I've been, like, occasionally goes on tour, and it's incredible. And yeah. then you're like, yes, oh, exactly. where's the new album coming? You're like, oh, Jack has a new album out. Um, he, and, and I think Laura, too. Um, yeah. They both see things so totally differently than I do, that it is fascinating to me to read their not only do they see things differently than I do but they write so evocatively yeah. and so clearly so the combination of those two things makes it like thrilling for me to read what they write yeah, so whether like, or not it's like I a even, different input and a different output like it's coming in differently and then it's being expressed differently yeah yeah exactly and then when I like when I watch the movie that like Jack Jack's like I remember I think it's Morocco which I've not seen. Yeah, yeah, the Sternberg. Um, okay. Um, is that, is Gary Cooper in it? I again, I have not seen yet. Um, I mean to at some point. I think that I'm like, I was like, this is so stupid, and Jack gave it five stars, and he was like, this is so romantic. I can't, like like the way he sees things is through a very romantic lens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and it yeah, was yeah. like that was so illustrative to me of why I love reading his stuff and how differently. Like I see the world than he yeah. does and that, you know, than other folks do. Um, there's other like Jerry McLaughlin mm, and mm. Sam, who is like, is SPAP, S-P-A-P-1. Yep, I follow they both, both of those. Okay. They both like write 
Jerry, Jerry more and more and Sam always, yeah. they write like much more lyrical stuff, you yeah. know, that yeah, almost certainly. becomes like poetry at times. And that's so far from something I could ever do. Um, and it's so, you know, it's, it's, it's a variation of what I was describing earlier. It's just getting to see things through a completely different lens uh, yeah, and I, getting I, I, to experience I like, film differently. I like the idea of like letterbox as an experimental space as well of like, yeah. there's that idea to like, like try things and go with things and like as expression beyond film of like, yes, it's like film is the catalyst the thing that unites it, but it's also just like, it's just writing exercise place. It's just like writing prompts. Yeah. It, and it's so, it's so neat when people use it for that, mm. you know, to experiment. Um, other folks more for like their content as opposed to their style. It's always there worthwhile. Are, huh? Always very worthwhile. It's always good oh, to have that sure. follow you. Like I'm finding movies, finding movies every day. Watch this, watch this, watch this. And, and there's folks who have perspectives again that are different than mine yeah. or especially like, I don't know how many people like Mike Kennedy, um, Stephen M, Lentu of the Apes are all people who have like a wealth of film life behind them. They've yeah. seen so many movies and they it informs their writing and it informs sort of the knowledge they bring and i love reading their reviews yeah um and there's also folks who who bring a sort of personal angle that's like sort of dropped in like maddie flower Sheehy does it and fan fan i don't i never say these things out loud yeah, yeah i was just thinking about that there was some phantasma phantasmagorbria like just a great name she writes these and, and Maddie does too. Like they watch a lot of horror often and their reviews are always good. But every once in a while, there's one that is so incredibly personal and like affecting mm. that it's just like, it, it's like a privilege to get to read it. I love I, people who do that. I feel like horror is a genre that often does get that though. Cause obviously a lot of people out there being like, was gory was good, which I'm occasionally guilty of. But then there's also that sense of being like, it's I don't know genre fans are genre fans are interesting speaking as a genre fan myself those those yeah. people that find their little like corner of cinema and just like obsess over it that leads yeah. to like ongoing personal stuff and horror is just I mean I guess it's because horror gets so maligned that I'm such a big defender because it's it's an imagery focused genre like horror mm. is 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 pure like I mean and, and tropes as imagery as well of like it's doing that I was trying to explain to a class today because they were saying that horror movies I'm like no horror movies don't have to be scary as the point I was making of like an appeal of horror films can be it's doing the tropes of horror and that satisfaction entertainment like horror as a language not just as, as an mm. emotion um, which I think leads to really in interesting interactions of horror films because they are so working on gratification um, either holding that away or giving it to you and they are so working on a pure imagery basis that the responses you get to them become like fascinating and inspiring out in places is that when you say that it's sort of a, a language um that makes me think of like films noir mm, are those yeah totally you, you feel like that's a, i mean it seems like it's not exactly parallel that's what got the noir, of... though, isn't it like the, the, without without there being a language of film noir, you don't get the neo-noir. I mean, a, a metaphor I go back to my writing time and time again um, is this idea of like improvisation and you can't improvise about a scale and the genre works as that scale of being like, there are only so many notes, but you can do yeah. amazing things with them, but it only works if it's all in key. Um, and the best improvisers are the ones that make, you don't know the key is there for the logic. You need to know the rules if you're going to break the rules. Yeah, that's a really, really cool way of putting it. Yeah, that makes total sense. That's why I keep saying it. That's why I got to like, you know, find, just bam, going to keep repeating that metaphor ad nauseum forever. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it. always relevant, you know, and it's, we're, and like, it's only something else that I think about. Like when I, there's a quote, I, I not always, but there are quotes um, that show up 
from like particular writers in my in yeah. my reviews yeah, yeah, occasionally yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're the kind of things it's exactly like I like what I tell myself is similar to what you're talking about with your metaphor is that like people aren't reading every single one of your reviews forever you know what I mean yeah. like if somebody drops in and they see that the idea of a, of like a scale for the first time they're like whoa you know like it's super impactful and if you would have left that, that out because thing? you're like I a... use that too often like that person wouldn't have been able to see that you know is that a teaching thing? That's a thing that I definitely have had in teaching of that reminder that you you can be that person that like that thought that you, I remember like a, a student of mine um, went to see the movie. Oh God, what was it? It was a recent, not even that recent anymore, but really recent. So yeah, Unsane, the Soderbergh movie. And I was speaking to him about it and I was speaking because I hadn't seen it yet. And I was like, well, isn't it again of interesting one of it's using a, a mental health establishment in a horror film isn't that causing that equivalence? And for me, that was like, this is an ad nauseum argument. It's been happening again. And they were just like, I didn't really thought about that. I'm like, oh yeah, damn, no, some people out there, like you yeah. never know if someone's going to like meet that idea for the first time. Yes, exactly. I'm like, like, do I even bring it up? Like, is it even worth having this conversation again? Being like, you know, sanitarium horror, should we not? Should we stop that now? Um, so it's great when you have this. Yeah. Like, oh, no, there is worth because you the new people every day. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think like not not necessarily continuing the genre direction but in terms of like people with specialties or people focusing mm. on particular things that's another thing that I really value is that Same. people who even if it's not what they always do like the River Jordan does like series on directors and oh, it's, yeah, no, she, it's she, she, very similar awesome. to what you were describing earlier with like you know if I watch a million spaghetti westerns by the end I understand them really well yeah. right so like reading Jordan's series on Hitchcock was so like enlightening because yeah her understanding of him grew as she went along. And so like that helped my understanding of him grow. Um, and I don't, there's a- I mean, I, I didn't know I did that follow. with Hong Sang-soo to be fair. That, that's become like, my, and that was so satisfying to me. And now like, yeah. it, which led to me like making a video essay about Hong Sang-soo because I'm like, you just, you just find this area and you carve out and you're like, actually, and it just, I don't know, it, it, I wish I had the infinite time to do it more. Um, mm. because I, I, I mean, I'm not gonna watch every Hitchcock movie, probably not, because like there's some ones I just don't really care about, but having right. that resource there that is the River Jordan stuff, I mean, like, oh, I know I should watch that one, that one, and that yeah. one, not because it's good, but because it's interesting. And that's one that I'm looking exactly. for, being like, ah, that's that's the weird, that's the Joker in the pack. That's the one that stands out as being bizarre, but it's interesting yeah. because of conversation with wider film. And and being able to, um, like you or like, like her, being able to share what you learn about those people mm. and your expertise through the reviews is so useful to, yeah. you know, future audiences who are coming along. Um, Essay Victor also just did an incredible series on Nino Rota, okay. just like, which I've never seen anybody else do on a composer. And his, mm. and that whole series was enormously variable like he would talk about yeah. what was going on in Rhoda's life when he did that or he would talk about a particular piece of the score or he would talk about the movie and where the score fit in like it was so That's so cool I to, I to. it was so neat to read because it became really personal for him but it was also always sort of through the lens of Rota mm. um I need to find that read that that sounds really interesting yeah it's really cool um and there's other folks like Sin has like a passion for Asian cinema like he writes about other stuff too but he is someone whose knowledge comes through in everything yeah. he writes. And who also is that like, something that I really value is people who are really generous in their reviews, mm. not as in their patronizing, but in they're like, I'm, I didn't necessarily like this, but here are like three amazing things about this movie or mm. three things that make this movie really valuable. And Sin is awesome at that. And it makes me- Yeah, that's, like, that, that is a really valuable thing to do. 
I, I really enjoy reading his stuff because of that. Um, and the Iron Cupcake, it like she is an expert on adult film and that's her sort ah. of area of passion. Mm. But she writes about everything. And it's the mm. same thing. Like I love getting to read her stuff because I, I don't know what's coming. But if it is about adult film, I know I'm going to learn so much from her. I always love the experience look in on something that is so often viewed with inexperience or is so often maligned. Yes. That's someone I, that's a, a perspective I always seek for is being like, no, I'm going to take this thing. And, I'm gonna take, and it might even be negative still, but it's like, but I'm going to take it seriously. And I'm going to like give it, it's like a thing that I, for a while I was doing a project where a friend of mine, we were watching the video nasty films and we just got such satisfaction being like, this, this is just trash. Mm. This is just straight to video trash, but we are going to approach them seriously and treat them seriously. And that was just, was very satisfying in that sense being yeah. like, no, learning, growing is just all part of the wider artistic conversation. And getting to, and like, and getting to share that with other people again, like, you know, everywhere on the internet has, everything on the, on the internet can be terrible, but also, yeah. you know, Letterbox allows us to learn from all of these people, which I think is, really really cool like it's a cool yeah. little corner where like i can get educated by all these people who have expertise or who have experienced this different than mine or who have worldviews that are totally different than mine and i can see things through their eyes a little bit you know yeah. like that's that's really that's a really valuable thing yeah no totally um so and it's such a brilliant list of people so thank you so much um to to end then um as a, as an experienced writer um, as someone who's done it in a variety of contexts, what what is your advice? You've talked a lot about self improvement and about like mm. like getting better over time. So for those out there who want to pursue improvement and want to write more, write better, what do you say to them? I think, I mean, something I've said a couple times is that I try to write for myself. Mm. I realize that's not always something that's possible. You know, if people are getting paid to write articles on a particular topic, it's yeah. not for themselves, as you said earlier. But I think trying to write in a way that um, at least in a letterbox context is true to yourself and expresses who you are is useful. And I also think that something that um, I'm sure you have experienced and talked about in the teaching world is that everybody learns differently. Everybody thinks differently. Mm -hmm. Everyone has a particular kind of studying that works for them. And I think writing is the same. You know, there's not like a good way, like a one way to write well or yeah. one way to get better at writing. But if you keep practicing and you keep writing, you learn how it works for you. You know, some people write a lot of outlines. Some people take mm -hmm. a lot of notes. Other people sit down and just write and that's their final draft. Like you just have to experiment. Which of those again? I am the, like I write it as the final draft. Yeah, no, same. Um, okay. was, was like I've true. always been like that. If I, if I start making an outline, I know that I'm just wasting time. Like yeah, I just I, I, don't I, I, want it. The only difference in that, there's a project that I've, I've written it. So I wrote, I went to see Satin Tango at the cinema recently and I wrote a <laughs> 10,000 word um, Satin Tango essay, um, which I've recorded. Wow. I've recorded it. Um, and Jack's going to at some point make into a video because Jack can do things. Jack is exceptional in that way. Awesome. Um, so that that exists and will be up at some point. I mean, probably How in the cool. far future. Um, but that I did plan out because I was like, I know, I but I knew I knew what I wanted to say. It was just like I needed to really think about the order. But no, for for writing in the constraint, as you said earlier, like there's a difference in like long form like thesis writing and just like letterbox writing. But for yeah, the letterbox, I'm like, nope, I write, I go. And I mean, for me, it's always I don't know what your impetus is. For me, it's always like, what is my core point? What is my thesis? What am I responding to in this film? And then it all comes out from there um i don't know about yourself it's interesting i am definitely not like that like mm. i mean sometimes i am but often 
as, as we were talking about with writer's block, often I just start writing. And as yeah. I'm writing, I discover like it's, it's through writing that I discover often what I'm thinking about a movie. Yeah, we said that a lot on this podcast. I like yeah. that. Yeah, writing is thinking, um, writing is thinking. Yeah, exactly. And and, and I do condition. think that like if you're trying to get better at it and you're trying to um, learn how to express yourself more, it's it's like it's as annoying as just write, but like yeah. you just have to practice and you have to recognize like you're if you try to write like Stephen, you're not going to be able to write as well as Stephen does like Stephen, you know, <laughs> I mean, you can't do that. You can be inspired by other people, but you are mm -hmm. you and you have to just figure out what that yeah. is and what that feels like. And it just is like, I think it's just, it just takes practice. I, I, I think the learning what you think by expression is so important. I think it's actually quite culturally important as well. I think that I've, I've tried to push towards more um, as I go on is like, you know, you get, you get pulled into debates about all kinds of things about horrible people because there are monsters out there and the thing that I've started to fall back on more is make people explain the things they say because most of the time they can't. And that thing mm. is, it's actually very difficult to justify and you only really work out what you think when you have to explain something. It, it goes back to, again, pedagogy thing of like, if you can teach somebody something, you understand it. Yes. If you can't, you don't understand it properly or as thoroughly as you could. So that sense of like, whether it's through writing conversation of being like make people explain the things that they say and the things that they think that they think and you'll learn so much about them and the topic through that yeah and that's what writing works for me and i do think that sort of takes us full circle because to me that's directly related to that sense of responsibility that i yeah. feel for for the art or for them you know towards the movie the idea of like being able to effectively and honestly and yeah. accurately talk about the piece of art, talk about the work that I am discussing, not just do a super superficial, like skimming over it and describe it in a way that is incomplete or incomplete might not be the right word because I'm not going to be able to talk about everything, but you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. in a way that is like superficial or dishonest to the thing that I just, you know, engaged with. That's a, that's a perfect. So thank you so much um, for coming thank and talking to me and for using so much of your time. I really could not appreciate it more. It's been like really eye opening. I feel like I've, I've learned so much, learned more about you, learned more about process, and it's been absolutely, absolutely brilliant. So thank you so much. Um, I am grateful to have been thought of to be a part of this. It's been a lot of fun to listen to, and I'm delighted that I get to be one of the folks that you talk to. Uh, now you are on my my very short list of people that I really want to get on, but not sure that I can. <laughs> so there is, um, um, it was, it's great to have one of those one of those hefty names ticked off. So thank you so much. Um, so if they don't follow you already, people should follow you at Sakana One on Letterboxd. Um, do you have anything else to plug at all? I don't want to presume that you don't. Um, but they. No, go. I appreciate you asking. I have absolutely nothing. No, people occasionally people just like to have things. I'm like, okay, cool. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, so yeah, so please follow Sakana One on on Letterboxd, where you'll see these just persistently brilliant pieces of in-depth writing that are personable occasionally deeply emotional just just absolutely excellent stuff um if you don't want Thank that you. keep listening to the stacks podcast instead you know there's the, the, those are your options it's this random rambling or the eloquent consistency. or my random rambling it's different kinds of rambling um, <laughs> so you go different flavors of it so thank you so much and uh join us next time when we well actually it depends when this releases um the, the the next planned episode is a divergence um because luckily writing Film writing is vague and large, and a a friend of some of us in the the Twin Geek Stacks community um, made a short film recently, and like hit me up being like, I'd like to talk about that. I'm like, I'd like to talk about that too. Awesome. So we're going to talk about the writing of 
the writing of a film as opposed to the writing around a film um, because person went out there and did a thing. I'm not going to say who it is. Um, it's going to be a reveal, but I'm sure people that know know and people that don't know, you wouldn't know anyway. So you, you, you'll find out. Um, if you know, you know. And that's how you know. Well, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be very cool. Ooh, me too. Me too. Me too. Um, and the things will be plugged there. So until then, keep keep tuned to this Stacks channel. Same Stacks time, same Stacks channel. At some point, there'll be a, I've recorded it, an hour-long essay on Pelotar. <laughs> Through the lens of Saturn Tango. Oh, God, yeah. It was the most indulgent thing I've done in years. That's awesome. <laughs> Everyone deserves to indulge every once in a while. Thank you very much. Thank you for legitimizing me. All right. Um, until next time, thank you very much. And thank you for listening at home.